Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets, interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I am your host, Kim Wanup. How are you? I mean, it's almost Labor Day. I mean, we've had a full summer off here with this strike. It's like we're teachers. Remember that? Like, teachers would get the whole summer off. We would go out and play for 10 weeks. I mean, I'm from the East Coast. We would basically have off second week of June till after Labor Day. This going to school before Labor Day thing blows my mind. I don't know. If I was a kid, I'd be super pissed because you're getting gypped. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Back, now I have to check in back east if they're still doing it right or everybody's like LA out here and sending your kids back as soon as you can. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's going to get hot here this week in LA. So preparing for summertime and then the other thing is the weather is different summertime it's always hot in september even october here whereas you know you're getting the chills back here it's football weather should be football weather uh i got a little taste of some football this past week i went to the usc game they won woohoo fight on i married into the cult as i've told many people um and uh he has and now he, my husband being, uh, loves the Philadelphia Eagles. So we share, you know, got to share. It's 50-50. Um, but yeah, the strike. Let's get back to that. So uh, they proposed a deal and the writers said, this is a joke. We waited all this time for this and it's a joke and a slap in the face. And if it took four months to get slapped in the face, uh, we're screwed. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I don't get it. You know, I forgot. I was going to look up what is the longest strike in history. Let me look that up. Oh, it's Kohler, 1954 to 1961. Labor columnist and longtime editor Racine Labor was written an analyst in the longtime strike in U.S. history. The United Auto Workers' seven-year battle with Kohler Corporation, 54 to 61. Well, that's not us. I mean, it can't be, right? I mean, seven months, maybe. I mean, that would be the longest, right? I don't know. There were some articles today about SAG-AFTRA saying, we're ready. We're ready to talk anytime you want to talk to us. We're ready. So SAG wants to get the ball rolling, which I hope they do. I do. I don't know why my crystal ball thinks they will settle with SAG before they settle with the actors. That's just me. 
uh, basing that on nothing. <laughs> well, I'm basing it on they're probably going to give the actors this and that, and then they give the writers the leftover and see how much they got left. That's, I don't know why I think that. I don't know. Okay, what is Wanna Watching? Let's get to that. I watched Asteroid City this week. Um, production designer Adam Stockhausen and set decorator Chris Moran. Um, the camera work, the sets, the look of it, it's all... My dog. It's all great. It's all Wes Anderson awesome. Okay? The actors and the story were not... I mean, I guess the actors were great. They acted as well as they could. But I really think it's a misstep. <laughs> I don't know. I would have turned it off in five minutes if I wasn't such a fan of seeing what the set was going to be next. I love Royal Tenenbaums so much. And um, Budapest Hotel, like all of his films, I thought are good. And some of them linger a little bit, but this, I don't know. This was boring as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. Sorry. Um, the finale of And Just Like That uh, with production designer Miguel Lopez Costello, set decorator Molly Robinson, Karen Holmes, and Jamie Bresky. Um, you know, everyone's shitting on this season. That's not good and everything. And I even got really bored and kind of like, why am I watching this in the middle? Overall, it's a good story. And it's not like Sex in the City has ever been phenomenal, like must-see TV. It's, it's a good show and it's a chick show. And the fashion is phenomenal and the high style New York. And I love the sets. So you know, it's fine. It's going to be great, people. It's going to be fine. Not the ending we wanted. Um, but does she ever get the ending she wants? No. So that's why we come back and watch it again. Still loving uh, Winning Time on HBO Max or just Max, whatever. Um, production designer Richard Toynton and Toynton, Toynton and set decorator John Bush still loving the look of this man and I, I I am just enthralled with the story of the athletes and how they got to where they needed to be and so yeah I'm really loving watching that that's about it I mean I'm doing I have, I'm watching a lot of other things but I'm not going to talk about it yet because it's all of part of my little film study thing that I'm doing here. Oh, I'll tell you what I did watch. Sister Wives. And it's awesome. And set decorator Jane Madden and I might have to do a sidebar podcast just on the decor of set wives. And the, um, we've watched, you know, like 18 seasons of this. We want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, sister wives people. I don't, I know it's a, as I just told someone, it's a long haul if you want to try to jump in on it. But, woof, it's a good one. That's been a good one. So let's talk about this episode. Today, you are going to hear production designer Liz Bischoff, whose work on the period series Son of a Critch is based on the award-winning best-selling memoir of Mark Critch. The coming-of-age story is set in Newfoundland in the 1980s, and they shot the series there to give it the authentic look and feel for his story. 
Liz started her career as a prop maker and costume designer in theater and then has transitioned to production design. We chat about loving a good challenge, um, how things seem to always come together. Um, the town that they shot in had this really great love for this story and, and, and a hometown boy, and a lot of people pitched in to help uh, get the series look. Um, I'm sure she'll say thank you a million times to those people from the stories that she told me. Um, how one goes about finding a life-size moose. Mm-hmm. And always having safety couches because she's it's a period show in Newfoundland and they struggled with shipping and all that. So uh, it was an absolute pleasure to speak with her and meet her and to hear about filming in Newfoundland. I would have never known what it's like or what the challenges are. So I hope you enjoy. <laughs> Designer point of view. Like... Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, then, being on a project like Critch is probably sweet because the little boys in there are so sweet, and re- I would think it's reminiscent, you know, boys growing up and brothers and and all. So that's. Uh, it was it was a great show to do. Like I mean, it's so fun. Um, just that period as well is super fun to try to find stuff, um, try to get stuff there because, you know, it's a rock, uh, shipping is, it's not a, uh, things can arrive tomorrow place. Right. It's a, it's a shipping takes forever. (laughs) So you shot it in Newfoundland. We did. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? How was it going there and being there? Um, it's, it's beautiful there. Yeah. Uh, you know, whale watching and cod jigging and puffins, oh. amazing hikes. And it's just a beautiful landscape. Oh. So that's sort of your backdrop. And then, and then the, the studio um, didn't really exist when I arrived. Mm-hmm. It was, it's an old um, home hardware warehouse. So that we just built it, like literally built it into a studio. Um, so, Yeah. I've uh, I've done that. I, I've been in that experience a couple of times where you, they have warehouses and we'll just change it into a studio. And then you're like, OK, but the sound and the flooring isn't right or like it's not that easy. <laughs> yeah, the floor is a big because all the drains rake. Right. So getting a level floor was really um, well, yeah. it was complicated for the construction coordinator, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But um, I had such a great construction coordinator. Every like every time you gave him something to do, he'd just say, "Oh, no sweat." That was like his line, and he he always managed it. Um, he'd never been a construction coordinator before either, nice. so he was just yeah. He just took up every challenge, and it was always like literally, "Oh yeah, cool, no sweat." <laughs> so yeah, what's, he was great. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> He um, he works in town a lot. He mm. was he he knew the producers quite well. He worked on their homes and things. So oh, nice. um, they had two shows in Newfoundland going that summer, and if well three I guess. Um, so if there's two shows going, you don't have enough crew. 
to crew two shows. Right. With three shows going, you really didn't have enough crew. So lots of people came in from out of town. Mm. Um, So that's why he sort of stepped up and he did an amazing job. He stepped up really well. Oh, that's great. Same with my paint team. They stepped up really well, too. Mm. They did a great job. What, uh, how did you get into the project? How did you get involved? Um, yeah, I guess, uh, I knew that I'd worked with the PM who mm-hmm. was out there before. Mm-hmm. And I had done a project as an art director, uh, a tiny movie that shot in Northern Ontario and then shot in a couple weeks in Newfoundland. And so I knew, um, a few of the players who worked with that uh, production company a lot. Um, And so, yeah, I just met them and um, I, so I pitched and they liked my pitch book and yeah, that's pretty much how it went. Well, being, being familiar with that place in any sense probably is a, is a helpful for you to feel confident enough to want to do it because it's like, Oh, we're going to a place that, as you said, isn't deep in crew building your own stage and still achieving this like, perfect little sitcom of like in a, in a time bubble and like a little time capsule. It's fantastic. Uh, I love challenges. <laughs> I think that, like, I mean, I'll be honest, like if it's the more uh, challenging it is, the more exciting it is. Like, I mean, the logistics of things is kind of exciting, but you know, creating that stuff, like uh, if I don't know how to do it, it's absolutely the job I want to take mm. because that's, it's super fun. And, and I'm, I don't know, I think I'm, I'm doing my best work when I'm just a little not sure if I can do it, you nice. know, that kind of edge. That's so, a yeah, great love, way to be. <laughs> lean into all the fear. That's what I say. Oh, nice. It's, it's um, yeah, you learn so much and um, so much more than you'd learn if you were just doing stuff you knew. Uh, so like I'm all for doing something I totally don't know if I can achieve. So I mean, but it was pretty achievable. Like, I mean, everybody, you know, it's a very interesting place. Everybody kind of bands together. Um, You take things. I had, you know, I had some ideas of things that I wanted on the set. Like, for instance, the kitchen. I really had this vision in my head for the kitchen. And, um, you know, most of the stuff, like most of the retro stuff is gone from people's houses. But my art director, she put out a call like on production resources, St. John's, and somebody had a kitchen 45 minutes away that they were taking out of their house. It was the exact kitchen that I wanted. I love those cabinet doors. Oh, yeah, oh. I was, I, I had to, so we, we, we brought that kitchen in. Of course, it wasn't big enough for a film set kitchen. So we had to create some more of those doors oh, yeah. <laughs> uh that was hard and i i started with like you know are we going to vacuum form them which of course we don't have like there was a pan company a couple hours away that vacuum formed steel pans and, you know we're starting with these crazy how do we manage these things um where we were and then uh one of the one of the printing companies did a 3d print of that on, on plexiglass to create that and it looked perfect. It was oh, so perfect. It wow. was great. But it took, it, that was one of the challenges. We It took a, like a, a big circle. We went to the university was really helpful. They wanted to pitch in and try to, you know, help us build it. It was just really different places than you'd normally go to for, oh, wow. you know, you'd just say to your coordinator, like, yeah, yeah, I just need that. And it would just happen. No, we really had to, we really had to explore all options to try to figure out how to do that. 
but it, it worked it worked perfectly and i was super happy with with the outcome and i i loved um I, that was a really important part of it building that kitchen like that yeah really, i love the uh, kitchen i love yeah. it yeah i love the, the i love the, the floor for, oh, oh no go ahead go ahead <laughs> the floor for that yes. kitchen um yeah so there's none of those floors available there and um we didn't have the resources to print it it was certainly not there we'd have had to ship it in from ontario so um but we were looking we were scouting this old school that originally might have been the first school that was a friend of one of the producers and they just had that floor in one of the rooms and i'm like can we just take the floor <laughs> so we did we just literally took it right out of the oh, other space put it into our kitchen that's fantastic that's a fantastic yeah. find and Hopefully not, ex well, probably the labor was more expensive. Than that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that so many times. Yeah. I mean, the wood, the wood paneling in the house that comes out of an old ice cream factory. Oh, wow. Um, the bedroom carpet, which I, I really had this vision of that beautiful sort of 60s textured um, carpets that they had that were so, that were everywhere. Well, you can't find that anymore. And at least nothing in any remote shape or form like that. Um, and then somebody had it in their attic and it was the right color. And I was like, yes, I'll take it. And so, and then the carpet installer, who was the, the town, who is the, one of the town carpet installers, he just, he took it as a challenge and he put it together and he pieced it all together and, oh, wow. and built our bedroom carpet from, uh, <laughs> from somebody's attic pieces. Yeah. Wow. Was, I was yeah. going to ask about like the writer creator having such passion because it's his story I believe and mm. um it sounds like everyone had a passion for this which is nice everyone sort of like just you know giving in and and doing what it takes and um being resourceful that sounds amazing well it's again it's that challenge right yeah I, I didn't want to give you know I could give up on what it looks like or we could see what we could find and and it ended up that we found we were able to find everything so yeah. it was really it was really great it was really it's always it's it's like going um it's like going to a big yard sale right and like piece together all your pieces until you have everything you need like it's it's a super find and it's exciting and yeah yeah that's really how it felt some of the time is uh, uh mark, mark is uh oh, yeah. amazing man he's yeah. so lovely uh he um you know he we i was i when i arrived there it was covid so um we had to um you know we had to stay in my thing i had to stay isolate for two weeks i guess right right and um, during that time i spent so many i just had so many conversations with him and mm. he just told me about his life about his childhood about his house he had tons of like scanned pictures that he had oh, and he just talked his stories are always funny like there's <laughs> stories that are not in his books that are just you know he's just such a great storyteller and he's also you know he is a, a local hero in mm. town so people are are very open they all know him and they all want to help so um yeah i just you know listened to all his stories and and looked at all his pictures and i really wanted to give him um as much of his home as i could yeah uh, and there are certain places like he says like the dining room is it's like his it's like he's really back in his home oh that's fantastic uh, there's, spaces, 
you know, he feels were bigger because we needed them to be bigger to shoot in. Yeah. But but the dining room in particular really is like it's really this it's like he says sometimes it's like a deja vu like in my house. <laughs> a dad, you know? So yeah. Oh my god. And the, and the bedroom, I would think, would be so personal for him as a child and having all those, like, rich little posters up, which is fantastic. <laughs> like, so funny for a little kid to have that, but... Yeah, he um, he really did. He had all of those things. There's um, He talked a lot about, you know, the things that he had in that room. Mm-hmm. We tried so hard to get as many of them as possible. And, uh, I mean, in the second... Uh, season he talked about his mickey mouse record player which we got clearance for and we put in the show and yeah it was really um it was really fun and he every so often he'd he'd come in and he'd just bring me a little thing like this was in my room on my desk and so i'd be like let's put it in the set you know oh that's great um, yeah so there's a lot of things that are his in just sort of incorporated and put into the rooms Oh my God, I would love that. As a decorator, I would love that. Because you can take that Mickey Mouse thing and then run with it a little bit more. You know, if they give if you give you little nuggets, you just run with it, which is always yeah. great. <laughs> so you don't have to come up with everything. He had just he just had some interesting things. Like he'd take pictures of stuff he had in storage. I'd be like, ah, that. We're gonna put that. It's gonna be by Pop's bed. Like it's gotta, yeah. it's so cool. I don't know what it is. He's like, Well, it's this thing that I collected. I'm like, oh, we gotta have it. Let's put it in. So there's plenty of things. The his grandmother's um wicker furniture is in the dining room. That's oh. actually to his grandmother and was in his dining room. <laughs> like he they just had no place to put it, so they put it in the dining room. So we we put it in the dining room too. It was really, yeah, it was just um he was so uh open to you know to all the things I was showing him he was just he it was just a really great collaboration he you know he really liked this the finishes I brought in and he you know I tried to keep them close but you know still create something that was um was was richer for television I'd say yeah uh you know and and use some of those really great finishes and wallpapers that I thought we're good periods. <laughs> I love wallpaper. I'm, I'm totally into wallpapers. So. <laughs> love it. I, I, I love the concept, which I'm assuming is true, or he just made it for the show that this little kid shares a bedroom with his grandfather. And in designing that or in decorating that, to have those two elements of like old person, young person meet in the mm-hmm. middle and like, and then the dialogue that goes on between them is just fantastic. He's... The grandfather's fantastic in this. Well, it's he really did create that for the show. Mm. Um, uh, but but Mark's character is kind of an old person too, yeah. like a young person. Yeah. So there's something very familiar about somehow the conversations he could have with his with his grandfather right there. I yeah. think. I mean, when we talked about the room, you know, we. It, his grandfather has some possessions right by his bed that are really from the thirties and, you know, keeping kind of with that look of, of, of whatever he's still collected and kept, uh, which wasn't a lot, but then Mark's side of the room is all kind of these, um, yeah, great posters and, you know, Captain Canuck comic books, which he did have. He said he had a lot of comic books, he said, 
Um, and then, of course, you know, trying to get clearance for all the comic books yeah. was more of an issue. That's what so, I was going to ask. <laughs> even the Mickey Mouse, even the Mickey Mouse record player, even the, the posters, clearance. I mean... It could all it, it could be a great, you know, personal touch and then you don't get you don't get it cleared and it's always such a letdown. Yeah. So it's so fantastic when you see those things. At least for me now, I'm like, oh good for them. Good for them getting all that cleared. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot of clearance. Um but I really wanted to get as much real stuff in there as possible. Yeah. So we got Star Wars clearance and we could we only had a certain amount of Star Wars clearance. You could only have two Star Wars things yeah. in the room. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, so that was his bed sheets because he remembers having those bed sheets and um and a poster. But um, you know, in his brother in Mike's room, um, just all the band posters, yeah. they're all well, they're all as many real posters as we could, um, but there's a lot of not real posters in there. A lot of almost posters, which somehow managed, you know, our, our legal team yeah. would send back and like, no, no, it's too close. And you're like, it's not, look, yeah, it's look. really not. I <laughs> changed my 30%. It's totally fine. <laughs> and then I, I, and then for products, I mean, a lot of the product placement companies that I've worked for before have like, you know, companies and that, that have been around for a long time. So I just got clearance to recreate their old packaging. Yeah. And that's what we did from cornflakes to, you know, all the other kitchen products that they had. It was really fun, actually. I'd, I'd done that before for another show. I, I did a show, like early period show, and then we were recreating like, you know, Hershey's from the 1900s, but that's kind of the, so I knew it was possible and, yeah. and we just did more of that, which was really fun. Did it's you, fun. how big was your art department? Did you have like two graphic designers? It seems like you had a lot, a lot of graphics going on. <laughs> we had so much graphics. Um, I had an incredible amount of uh, graphic designer uh, for a season. She was just such a experienced, fast designer. So I had, um, I had two designers for the run of show. And then I had one who just did, like the beginning part, like just before we went to camera, mm. I had one who was working for like about three weeks or yeah. So I just had, um, yeah, the two were run of show. They kind of did everything, but she was so fast. Yeah. Like, like in my se- and my second, so I won first and one second and my second, he was, he's a local. He just, you know, he just basically kind of kept everything on the ground running and then she's just whipping things out and he's like doing all the, the the you know just all the regular graphics that as you will like the everyday graphics that you need and she's doing all these other things it was great they're really fast oh that's um, fantastic yeah. <laughs> fast turnaround is unfortunately a necessity <laughs> how was yeah. your shooting what did you sh- i'm very i'm actually very confused about the show because air dates on like imdb say that it came out in January, but yet on the CW site, it's coming out now. Like it's confusing me. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. So, uh, they're shooting season three now. Oh, they are. Uh, okay. yeah. Um, so, uh, the first season came out, uh, 2022. Yeah. 2022, right. uh, in January on CBC. I see. So it was only in Canada. And then 
Um, halfway sort of at the beginning of the second season, I know that they started airing in the UK. Oh. And then CW picked them up this year and I think is airing season one and season two. Yeah, they are. That Okay, that makes sense. I thought that and then I was like, well, in this day and age, <laughs> don't they just release it and everybody gets it? Like, But I guess with networks, it's still... You, how it used to be. <laughs> now I have yeah, to put my put my old hat on and think like, yeah. no, they don't do that anymore. But um, yeah. And then, so did you shoot season one and two back to back? Yeah. No. No. Oh, I thought uh, I was there. Um, I was there the first summer in 2021, and then in 2022, I came back for another mm. summer. For another summer. And then this year, I had another project. Um, on the other coast, which I wanted to explore. Nice. So somebody else is doing season three. Um, and what is the, is it a six, eight day shoot per episode? I'm assuming six to eight. but I, can... I think it's four and a half. Oh my gosh. I guess because you have a lot of stage work, right? Because it's mostly stage work. Like all your builds, you built the house, you built yep. the radio station. Is that no, no, Radio oh wow, it's a location. Oh wow, yeah, that's great. I think this year they are building the radio station because it's it's tight. Um, it built the house for the first season, second season. Um, we did a couple of like, I don't know how far you guys are are in second season. On I CW. watched five episodes, so I of got season a, one of season one. So okay. I got to Princess Diana. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. That was great. That was. That was great. That was <laughs> really fun. Uh, you would not believe that there were only 10 extras at that. Like, it was shot so great. Really? Like, there's only 10 extras, yes. We were told that you could only have 10 extras, and she was like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? It was COVID. There was all kinds of, you know, rules involved. And, um, yeah, they did it with 10. And I, when I watched it, I was like, I cannot tell. So that's like a little, like it, it looks so good. <laughs> I can't tell yeah, at all. And I almost want to go back now and rewatch it to yeah, see if like the same people it. are walking back and forth like a soap opera. <laughs> it's, it's like, like that whole scene where they're outside and, yeah. and, and, and yeah, the stadium. there's only 10 extras. Well, bravo. That's, that, that is a real challenge. And that, that is fantastic filmmaking right there because it, yeah. I mean, it, I sure. the actors are around people. It looks like way more than ten people. I would have I would have got the crew in there. <laughs> it was such a hard year for shooting. Yeah. I don't know how you like yeah. I, I just before I did that show, I had another show and we were only allowed ten people. Again, it was like only ten oh, <laughs> people, oh, yeah. and we had eleven. And I was like, I don't. It had to be a full auditorium, and I've watched that show too, and I've been like so surprised at what they managed because, of course, it's all VFX. What you know, we had a full auditorium, people, and there were eleven people on stage, and we were only allowed ten, and oh. uh, it was just yeah, it was so it was so challenging. Yeah, um, really, kudos to how they pulled it all together. Oh, though, it looked for great the, then. Yeah. Periods. It, and I can't. I can't wait till there's 300 extras again. <laughs> I think so it's now. It, I don't. I think we're done now. Well, we're done. We don't care now. <laughs> we're <yeah>. done. <laughs> I don't know about Canada, but we're done. Nobody cares. Yeah, we're done. I think. Yeah, I think so. It was just so you know, before COVID, 
I was working on C and every single shoot was three to 400 extras. Yeah, huge. Like everything we did was huge, massive. And then suddenly right at COVID, we're like only 10 people on stage. And then, yeah, it was just, it was such an interesting mix of things. And Talk about challenges. being resourceful of all of us and having to do our jobs. And, I think and we were, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you shot this right after COVID or... I forget what you just it said. It was, uh, yeah. So, so was 21 20... and, and you came back the next year, 22. Yeah. So in 21, that's why, like, I spent two weeks in isolation because yeah. nobody was allowed in Newfoundland unless they were working. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I had to, the second year I didn't, we didn't have any isolation. That, that ban was gone, but the first year, it was kind of good though, you know, two weeks where really you have nothing to do yeah but fine like design, it was, yeah and you're left alone like, yeah, totally. really you're left alone to really, really like really, really left alone yeah so like all the wallpaper books and you know um my art director arrived at the same time because we both had to be in um, isolation so we would just, but she wasn't allowed, we both had to be in isolation, but she would, she had to start work a week later, but she decided to come the same week. Otherwise we would just have to stagger her. So she oh, said, yeah. you know what, I'll come and spend a week, um, you know, just to, just to have it done so that we come nice. out of isolation at the same time. Nice. Uh, yeah. And so um, she started the week late, but, we, but, you know, trying to organize, make, you know, building the office, even when you're in isolation yeah. was its own challenges. I um, I love that yeah. orange and yellow flower wallpaper in the kitchen. That is fantastic. Aztec. Aztec? <laughs> yeah. Aaron Aztec. Aztec. All the yeah. wallpapers from Aztec. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. He's, I, he's I had like their books of old vintage wallpaper and I'd, I'd do my picks. I'd have like, you know, I'd, I'd pick like 10 different ones and, and my art director she'd go through she's like we only have three rolls of this one unless you want to print it I'm like no 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 we can't print anything we just don't have the resources we'll find the one that'll work that that won't be printed the only wallpaper we printed was the one in the <laughs> kitchen <laughs> because the other wallpapers in the hallway we found some that were similar and we worked with what they had mm. in stock but yeah the one in the kitchen was printed the um the classroom is that a build no no i here's here's what blows my mind about the classroom the rich and dark color of that blue is fantastic i love it i love it i love it i love it was that from his reference of his school or is that what you felt for the for the class that's the school that's the school that's the school I did not paint the school. Wow. It's fabulous. The things we found in that school were just so great. Um, I remembered the first, like, first of all, we couldn't get into the school um, at some point. It's a, it's. Um, well, yeah, with COVID, I would, I thought you manager, built it. <laughs> no, the location manager was trying to get us into the school. When we finally got into the school, we were like, and we've been looking at other schools um, and we had a couple of options and one option where everybody was like, I think this is going to be our school. And I was, and it was really not the perfect school. And then finally at the very 11, at the 11th hour, you know, our location manager got into the school. It ended up that, I don't know, the, the principal had gone to high school with him or something. Ah. And he got the <laughs> in 
and uh, we went in there and and the classroom was pretty much perfect i thought like they have different colored classrooms all along that hallway and that was the one we chose because the colors were just so good um and then all i all i was putting in was the graphics and then we we painted um uh well what did we paint down the cafeteria Mm. which i don't know if you'll get to yet um but we had the classroom there we had the gymnatorium there that sort of gym uh, oh yeah space. i saw auditorium yeah i saw that stage. yeah it's like yeah. an auditorium stage um and then we and then on the third floor they have this unbelievable chapel which you will see in later episodes oh. and um and i remember really one producer saying don't take your director up to the third floor you're not lugging equipment up to the third floor. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just so perfect. And Mark saw it and he was like, I love it. We have to use it. I'll write something to it. Or it's so great. And this on the third floor of the school, there's this amazing chapel, which Aww. you will see in a later episode, which was um, it was just so perfect. Oh, that's great. So yeah. So it became like the everything school really oh, has everything great. in it. Uh, and it just uh yeah. Did and, it have an elevator? Became- no, no, no. <laughs> it's really an old school. Yeah, <laughs> none of my schools had elevators, but I was just wondering if, like, the crew had really did have to haul yeah, everything. They did. Yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> got to pack light. You got to keep. You got to keep all your flags in the truck. I don't know. <laughs> like, not every flag has to be out on the sidewalk. It was, it was so perfect. It really was. It was really the school that we needed for the show, and so and the. And the VP, the, the principal was so um, excited to have us that he, you know, he yeah. he was very generous oh, with his space. And, yeah. And, and the dressing in the school, like, oh, All look, I have, you know, I guess it was called, it's called St. Bond's. And they have, like, he had a, he has a, I don't know, portrait painting in his office. And he was like, yes, you can use it. And I'm like, okay, great. Oh, so great. there's lots of stuff. And then the, the secretary he he has a collection of um i think he has a collection of computer stuff just that yeah. he, he collects old computer stuff like from a floppy the 80s disk? so he had like dot matrix machines oh, wow. and he had all of that stuff and we were like yeah can we just borrow those and rent them from you and he was like sure so we they're they populate the set as well like all of that that stuff um oh, and we God. used them in that in the radio station actually i think quite a bit of the that stuff oh my gosh what a what a treasure (laughs) who knew you were gonna bump into that guy (laughs) everybody pulled stuff out of their closet Um, you know when i was talking to um some of the the characters from the the vocm that's the radio station that was the radio station Mm. his dad worked for and his brother worked for oh wow um some of the old timers who also worked for the radio station, they had all the stuff, they had all the paraphernalia, they have, they had the old, this radio station we were in, again, the the technician who ran the radio station was a bit of a collector. And he had the old board from the VOCM in the basement. And so he took that board, he put it into this, the radio station for us. Wow. yeah, he just had it because he collects that kind of stuff. So it was just all of these things kind of came together so easily, like all the 
you know, the paraphernalia or all the, the signage for the VOCM, somebody had that in their, in their collection and they brought it in and lent it to us and the board and just, yeah, it was just, um, everybody kind of just opened their closet doors and well, it <laughs> seemed, it empty seemed, them. It seems like because it was up, mark in a sense or like he knew people or like the familiarness yeah. of him and his story and being like you said being proud you know people want to be a part of it too and there's nothing better than contributing some set dressing in my opinion i think i was an incredible story about the first episode with that moose oh the moose yeah i was gonna ask about that yeah like talking about people opening their doors. So at just one point, you know, we're talking about this moose and how do we show it or do we show it or what are we going to do? Um, and then um, Alan Hawke, who's one of the producers for uh, Take the Shot, he just came up to me and he's like, okay, here's the number of um, the Minister of Environment. He's going to call you. He's got a moose for you. And I'm like, what do you mean he's got a moose for you? He's like, well, they have roadkill moose in Newfoundland all the time, every week. And he I talked to the Minister of Environment and he was like, yep, I can get you a roadkill moose by next week. No oh problem. <laughs> you just have to have a big freezer to put it in. And I was like, wait, wait, it's summer. You know, like we can't put a giant moose on top of a car. We can't like it just like you need, you're going to need a forklift to move it around. It's not like I can put a real no, moose here. It's and so I was, I was, you know, I said to like Mark as well, I was like, we, we have to find another option. And I found this option in Toronto. There's a puppeteer in Toronto who he did like, he does all these great puppets, uh, Ron Stefanik. He, he made like the whale for the boys that, you know, that they oh, go yeah. into. Yeah. And he's made all these commercials and he had a moose. Of course he did. Um, and, and uh, he had a, a robotic moose uh, and he also had parts of a moose and I was like okay we're gonna take we're gonna rent the parts of a moose we're not gonna rent the, the big, big robot moose that needs two puppeteers to run we'll rent the pieces of moose that we can put on top of the car and so he he sent us that and Mark was so happy with that that when we came to I don't know if you're there yet there is a scene where there will be a moose then everybody decided let's rent his big rom robotic oh, moose too. Oh wow! So we will see another moose in the series. Sorry, a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, that that was funny because I was just like, we can't have a lot, a dead, a big. He's like, yeah, the the, the minister of environment was like, normally we cut them up before we move them, but we'll move them whole. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's a little too we much information, buddy. Yeah, how you treat them. On set. It's Oops. just not going to work out. Yeah, I can't imagine the onset dresser. Like, can you move it a little bit or can you? <laughs> no. I mean, just with the forklift, right? Yeah. 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 We were on a busy, busy it's road. Yeah. Like that road was super busy. Um, right beside a highway because Mark's house was on a highway originally. So he really <laughs> wanted, he, when he, he picked that location, he says the best location and the, the radio station beside it um, was a hairdresser oh. and then this little house. And, and so we turned it into the radio station and his house. Um, but yeah, there's just noise everywhere. Like it's a sound man's nightmare. <laughs> and, and we did stop traffic to, to for that moose scene. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit of like 
like ter- taxidermy and and CGI or something. I was like, oh, this this can't be real moves, but it looked fantastic. All puppet, yeah, That's all pieces. That's great. Yeah. Gosh, yep. puppeteer, who knew? Yep. <laughs> I would never. I guess you just start thinking like, who would have a moose? Who would? They- but you know, there's a lot. Like, well, actually, the moose head. <laughs> we did find a moose head. Yeah, I could see moose head, especially up there, like in a bar or something or okay. something. My actually, my decorator, her dad has an entire taxidermied stuffed moose in his house. And they're a couple of hours from St. John's. And she off, she sent a picture of that in and we were like, mm, I don't see how we're going to take that. And it's hugely expensive taxidermied moose that her dad yeah. had. I was like, I don't think we can, I don't think we can use that. I think it will get damaged. It will, no, yeah. I think we have to find better options than, than that moose. So these are the, there, there were, there is moose season. They hunt, moose there well, yeah uh, because... probably got to keep the population down i don't know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they were brought there by accident right they don't have any natural predators on the island oh, so wow um, i think their population is yeah has to be kept down oh wow see and it is an issue i'm sure yeah. well they're big but, animals they're huge oh, they're huge and and they go right like you hit them with their legs and their whole body just lands on the inside of the car. Like that's literally what happens. And the it's funny. Another crazy story is um, that car, when we, we smashed it up, like we, you know, the, the transport coordinator and I, we went there, we, we had um, the person who, who had originally sold us the car. He, he did the smashing for us. He owns tons of cars oh, and he has like a, a, um, a, a yard the next day he ran into a moose <laughs> and he sent me a picture of his actual pickup truck. He's like, you won't believe, you know, we were, tr- you know, trying to create this, what a car would look like if it ran into a moose. And he just sent me a picture of his truck the next day where he ran into a moose. Oh my gosh. So, you, d- yeah. you couldn't, have, well, you couldn't have just used his car, but yeah, you've got no. perfect <laughs> intentation uh, research. Yeah. yeah. Wow. No, it worked well. I mean, I think it looked good. It, it looked yeah, great. It looked great. Least, um, it was um it was it was it was a fun That's it was a funny thing, like to to imagine that because the transport coordinator like we dressed it at uh the shop and then we <laughs> he traveled it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That's really funny. <laughs> uh, wait for second season. We made these crazy things. I don't want to spoil too much for you. You have to see them. <laughs> made these giant ghetto blasters and they also went through town and people like you know they're just yeah yeah it's it's always funny seeing like set walls or like a piece of a mountain on like a set truck when you're on the freeway or something you're like i wonder what show that is like um for st john's it's very exciting like it was on you know twitter yeah everybody's on facebook somebody's seen the the you know the dead Moose, moose on the car and yeah so um i love to cuz i like to do messy that um the fox's house the fox's um, house was a bit, they're a bit of a hoarders they got a bit of a they got a couple items in their house i loved i love doing hoarders i love doing messy yeah it's fun it was um yeah and a contrast of color i felt it like the the their house contrasted a lot with 
um, Mark's house. At least I felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was later. It was, um, it was I, I mean, my there's like one, you know, it was, it's always so fun to find all these things. There was just that one blanket that she found that my decorator found with, um, with, with reindeer on it that was hanging off the window. I don't know. I don't know how much you saw in that. You will see it eventually. I mean, in in season two, you do go back to Fox's house, but so, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun to do like just to create the, Oh, season episode four. They walk through the house. They've walked through the house kind of quickly and then they're in the backyard. But yes, what, what, in the, it's with all the junk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that. Um, you'll be going back into the house at some point. So mm. you'll see a bit more of the okay. inside. Um, yeah. It was, um, uh, it was so fun to get all that stuff. <laughs> and then it, it, what really happened was as we were collecting things for the main house, um, it, the buyers were like, well, you know, it's on Facebook. We'll just have to buy it now. And then, so we had something like five or like, just in case Liz, we don't find what you're looking for. Here's a whole bunch of couch options. And uh, so we had all these extra couches and extra beds and all these extra things. And and they became uh, Fox's um, parents or dad's set. Really. It was a lot of extra pieces of things. Um, So, yeah. It's funny That's the things you buy and you're like, oh, I didn't get to use that. And then you're like, wait, I have those lamps. I have lamps. I can use those here. Like it's building up a storage, like a set deck storage and being able to like, especially when they ask, like, can we have another lamp or can we have, we always, I always have extras. I don't have too many extras. I'm not like a seven couch type of <laughs> decorator in the sense, like I'm not bringing seven couches in, but also your situation is different. If you if you have shipping issues and, you know, getting things onto that island, I would have bought 10 couches. <laughs> I would have been like, I need just safety, kept, safety couches. Couches would show up. They were, they really were safety couches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted, I wanted some, a, a retro couch. And I know I wanted something with texture and we'd found one in, in Toronto on Kijiji that would work. And just the shipping of it, everybody was like, oh my God, it's going to become the $10,000 or $15,000 couch now just for shipping alone. And then, um, and then we went, there was a content sale in somebody's house and decorator called me. She's like, you have to come down here. I think this might be your couch. I think it'll work. And I did. And I was like, yeah, it'll work. It'll, it's great. And, And we had these five other couches that were like the backup couches and now we could use them anywhere and, and they will be, yeah, you'll probably, them in other other scenes and different sets that we reused because once like just a vintage couch if it existed on Facebook anywhere we just bought them yeah just to be sure we had them oh yeah and same any vintage thing like we were just buying stuff on Etsy like I guess all the all the tiles and um uh and in the bathroom came Hmm. off Etsy just the pink and blue tiles and then the matching soap dishes and toothbrush holders that had to be um, built into the walls you have to when you're doing period you have to stock up because it'll be gone and then you won't have it and it's gone gone it's not coming it's not going to be restocked (laughs) it's gone exactly (laughs) so we did really just do a, a huge search out for vintage things on etsy i think some of the curtains as well came from etsy 
Ooh, just to try to have enough, have enough time. Like, uh, yeah. we prep time. And then the great thing about that show is all the episodes were written. Oh, so wow. Fantastic. I, we, we really, you know, you sourced, knew. we block sourced really yeah. so that we had everything. They were really written within the first, um, week of shooting. I think I had all the, the scripts in my hand. And so I really had to think like, you know, five or six episodes ahead, like, how are we going to create that? We don't have, you know, just to make sure that the, yeah. that we could do it, that we could get everything in. Yeah. That was well, kind of how it worked. Especially if you're only shooting for four and a half, five days. It's, I mean, I've done half hour too. Every Monday's a new episode. Like it comes quickly. Like you see, you think like, oh, it's episode five. We have time. Not really because you're shooting all this time and you got to prep it. How do we do it? We block shot four episodes at a time. Oh, wow. Or one director, the first four were the second director and we block shot those. And then we had two, one, one director who had two and another director who had two and then one director who had one. Mm. The, the, so those first four episodes. That's nice. Um, by having, yeah, it gives you enough time because yeah. then you're in the school for uh, enough okay. time to be able to figure out stuff in the house. So I guess I think we started in the school so that um, get more we could, we have more time for the house and yeah. get that dressed. And I think they had done a period show, I don't know, four or five years ago that was like called Little Dog. So they had a canister full of stuff that we kind of went through and pulled out. Other furniture had been oh, destroyed nice. because weather but there were some little bits and things we could use so we had that ability to add more layers to the the main house because there was just a chunk of stuff that we could yeah filler yeah 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 um can let me uh, let me ask you this how'd you get into this how'd you get into being a designer oh um so i was a props maker for a long time oh wow Uh, i used to build props for theater and opera and and stuff that's kind of how I started and then I I studied like set and costume design for theater Mm -hmm. Um, and so when my kids were young I was actually building props for shows like you know American Gods or things like that and and it was great because I'd leave every day at three (laughs) (laughs) that is great (laughs) yeah good tip (laughs) um and then when they're a bit older, um, somebody in, invited me to work in the art department. And it, it just seemed like all the, everything I had kind of led so easily to those jobs. So I, I think I coordinated a show and then I art directed the next one and then I art directed for a bit and then I designed and everything just sort of went in this rapid tra- trajectory. Nice. Uh, but I think it was all because I had all this other experience. Yeah. Prop making, um, you know, I had all this build experience from building props and, and, and also so much problem solving, like building all those things, finding the materials. Like, so it just, it just, it just seemed to fit very easily into this. So that's kind of how I started. Yeah. It is crazy how one job will lead you to another or Mm -hmm. in a, in a completely different direction that you didn't think before, but it's, but it's because of how, what you did, why you're in that direction. It's such a crazy yeah. little business we we are in. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but. it was. It 
it just seemed to work out. It was really smooth and very rapid. Mm-hmm. It was very rapid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I think it was, um, I don't know if I expected to, to design films. Like, it, you know, I designed theater stuff before mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I, I don't think I'd fully expected it. At, you know, it just happened. But you like, <laughs> but you like it. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. It, it's not yeah. like you're like, yeah, this is good. And then I'm going to go back. <laughs> Maybe I'll go be a decorator instead. Or like, <laughs> I, I think once you get to where you really like, you know, like, I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah. No, I really like it. Yeah. I uh, love the, the challenge of finding the right world, the right hook for myself, like the conceptual world that whatever the character is going to be navigating in. And I really need to do that before I can like it, right. if you will. Right. I have to find all those big ideas in my head. I'm like, I'm I'm thinking about one right now. Like I'm I'm pitching on Tuesday for. Nice. But I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm already trying to figure out. I don't know. Like I said, like the hook. I have to figure out what's what's really gonna hook me to this thing before I. Right. Yeah. But I, but I I like it. I like it a lot. I love, I I, love it. I know. I I love it too. I really do. And I love talking to people about it, obviously. <laughs> uh are you watching anything that you find inspiring right now? Oh. I don't know. I was watching Dark Mirror the other day. <laughs> this for this last season? Yeah, this last season. Oof. I started watching that. Episode um, 3 is rough. Rough. <laughs> it it affected me. And I, and I couldn't go back. And then the last two episodes aren't, like, you know, a mindfuck at all. So episode three for me was, like, really harsh. Okay. I'll pay attention to it. I, I just did the um, the production design jury for the DGC for um, drama. Mm-hmm. So I had to watch, like, 15 different shows, which is always nice. great. I love doing it because it gives me such a great cross-section of what happened this year yeah and i know you don't get to see them so some of them you don't just never get to see because they're just not in my wheelhouse of things i'd i'd ever watch so it was kind of interesting like um you know uh, we we watch i guess there's like five or six of us per jury and we watch all of them and then you kind of narrow down to the five candidates who are going to be really really the nominations Nice. So yeah, that's, I think the last things I've been watching has been that. Been, been, been drama shows. <laughs> you need a comedy then. <laughs> do actually. So fantastic to speak with Liz and just to hear about this process in shooting in a different country and such the passion of this writer creator to make it authentic and bringing in pieces for the set that's awesome um i totally welcome that because it does it gives you something else to run with and it helps develop this character so um bravo to her and the show looks great and it's cute it's super funny it's kind of like wonder years um i swear i really it was cute so um bravo to her thank you liz for uh coming on and, and talking about it up next, I don't know, I have some, I hate, you know, to announce things and then it doesn't happen, so I have some people I'm talking to, I never want to commit in case things happen, people's schedules change, but I'm still working on that um, Louie 
production design film study, I'm going to call it, which will be during the fall. So uh, I hope you got an earful. I am Kim Monop for Decorating Pages. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.